You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. All right, good morning. Welcome into the show. It might only be a Tuesday, but we've got Thursday energy because we're excited to be here and we're coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. We need cash out of your home and a simple way to get it, Rocket Can. It is a, um, it's a big day for the program. It's a big day for the network. It's a big day for executive producer Tom DeCelestino. It's a big day for America. Today is National Nickname Day. The day when your buddies have conjured up as many insulting names as possible, throwing them against your existence, hoping that they stick. And we, because D-Cell's our buddy, Andrew Bogus and I and, and D-Cell's wife, among others, have been throwing nicknames at him the entire year. And today we will get into those nicknames and maybe figure out which one he wants to be known by going forward. He doesn't get to choose, but I I want his opinion. I want his perspective. We're also going to hit a whole bunch of sports. Uh, I love awkwardness. I'm a big fan of it. I don't know why. I think maybe because it's revelatory. It forces people to tear down some of the phoniness and some of their defenses. It's probably the newspaper reporter in me. And the Kyrie Irving-Kevin Durant combo at Nets Media Day yesterday was weird and awkward and uncomfortable and I think pretty revelatory. And we're going to probably toward the end of the show get into that largely by letting those gentlemen's words tell the tale of a talented Nets team that is going to be a debacle. It is not going to work. They do not want to be there. Well, Durant doesn't want to be there and Kyrie sounds like Kyrie. But it is worth your time later in the show, I promise you. We do NFL Power Rankings every single Tuesday. We'll do it this Tuesday, about 30, 40 minutes from now. But it's a good one this week. It's a tough one this week. Put mine together and could feel the judgment of many folks out there in advance. We've got Buy or Sell coming up. And, uh, of course, Andrew Bogus will be with us here in a little bit. 855-212-4CBS. Let me say it more slowly if you want to call. 855-212-4CBS. Toll-free line. Also, Twitter, SportsRider, Sports, R-E-I-T-E-R. If you want to wish him a happy National Nickname Day at DCLCBS 20 minutes from now. Uh, Here is the takeaway. Here is the conclusion. Here is the reality of last night's Dallas Cowboys victory over the New York Giants 23-16. It is this. This is what we now know watching the Cowboys play the Giants. Each of those teams now 2-1. and And the conclusion is the Eagles are going to dominate that division. That's the take. That's the conclusion. That's the way we go with today. I mean, spare me your Cooper Rush as a starter in the NFL. They flashed Jerry Jones after the game yesterday. Jerry looked a little old, by the way. But, hey, man, age comes for everybody. Me, quicker than most, is starting to turn out. And all I could think when they flashed to him was, is he going to walk down to the press and talk about a quarterback controversy again? Er, I know, I got it. Cooper, Cooper Cush was fine. Cooper Cup was... Rush was fine. He's not Cooper Cup. He's Cooper Rush. Cooper Cup would be good. Cooper Rush was decent. He's 2-0 as a starter this season. He's got one other start in his NFL career. That's why he got the backup job. So he's 3-0 in his career as an NFL starter. And jokes aside, credit the Cowboys front office, really, for recognizing that Cooper Rush is what he is, which is a capable backup in the National Football League. And, and that's an important thing. He, he's a nice little stopgap. Threw for 200 yards and, and, and change. CeeDee Lamb had that drop and that really, really nice catch in the end zone on the left side toward the end of the game and had a good game. The running game for Dallas was effective. 
But really, the final conclusion is that the Eagles are going to dominate that division. Let's let's get into and dismiss the Giants for a second. This always is a little rickety, a little tricky, because I live in Los Angeles, California. I was born in Iowa. I went to college in Missouri, and I spent my life kind of circling the Nebraska, Wisconsin, Illinois, Missouri, Iowa sort of world. Kansas, sorry, Kansas. My kids are born there, that side of the border. I'm from the Midwest, but I lived in New York for two years. And I like the fine people of New York City a whole lot. They're actually incredibly kind people as long as you're not commuting with them. They really are. And we are based, CBS Sports Radio, in New York City. Everybody there is a New York sports fan. And they might, like everybody in the world, right, take themselves a little too seriously. It's okay. The Giants are a farce. That's it. That's the take. That's the conclusion. I'm not going to talk about it much the rest of the show or really for the rest of the year. They got a pretty good coach. They don't have a very good quarterback. I know the receiver fell down at the end, but Daniel Jones, man, that was just that was a lackluster performance. Take 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 the Giants. They're going to play well. They're going to play hard. They're actually a less lovable because they're the New York Giants, lovable version of the Detroit Lions. I think they have the right coach. I think they're going to play hard for that guy. And when they get a quarterback, we can talk about them as maybe some sort of an interesting story a couple years from now. Congratulations, New York Giants, for having two weeks of glory. It's over. It's done. It's kaput. It's finished. Your national nickname day is you are who you always were. Put them aside. Cowboys. Again, there's probably a story that is promising and encouraging off of Monday Night Football last night for Dallas fans. And probably in Dallas, they're talking about it. They're into it. They're breaking it down. They've done a really nice job. Really since Jerry's kid, Stephen, took over. I know Jerry Jones is the GM, but as his son has become more involved... And it's encouraging for the future of the Cowboys, because that guy's the next owner-owner. But as his son has had a voice in decisions, which really translates to someone who can talk to, to, to Jerry and, and, and talk some sense into him in terms of decision-making, they've done a nice job drafting with that football team. And one of the stats they flashed on Monday Night Football last night, which I thought was really telling, that they have the highest percentage of their roster, the Dallas Cowboys, of guys they drafted, 71%. You see them by both sides of the football. They made an important choice in the first round this past draft at the offensive line. That's working out. It's a good. It's a good football team. But Cooper, I'm a backup, and I do a good job at that rush. Ain't going to get you to the postseason in any kind of successful way. And I already know that if he plays, Dak Prescott is a less ridiculed version of Kirk Cousins. That's what he is. Dallas Cowboys going to two and one yesterday because they've beaten up. Uh, haphazard, floundering Cincinnati team, and the New York Giants is not indication of intent of making a run. They played a Tampa Bay team that's not playing very well this year and, and what, scored three points start of the year. Got dominated. And, and the Giants, again, not exactly world-beating wins against Carolina, and Tennessee's kind of hard to figure out. And I know, I know, the Eagles are in a similar boat. They they beat Detroit to start the year. They beat Minnesota, which is hard to know if that's a real a real high watermark when you're going up against Kirk kissing cousins. I, I get it. I got it. I understand it. But the Eagles have their quarterback. The Eagles, like Dallas, have done a really nice job at constructing that roster. The Eagles are the team to beat in that division. And that's it. That's the take. That's the conclusion. That's the deal. Now, I've been hard on Mike McCarthy because I don't think he's a regular coach. And, uh, and I think he did a nice job not screwing up Aaron Rodgers and riding that to a Super Bowl. But when someone has a victory on Monday Night Football, even when it's a 23-16 kind of lackluster game, hard to watch, 
barely beat. And you know that you can watch 23 16 games, one possession games that aren't high scoring, and you can see a good football matchup. You can see two good teams. Hell, you can watch a game like that, know you're watching two good teams, even when they're not playing well. See Packers Tampa Bay over the weekend. <laughs> that wasn't Dallas Giants. If you watched the game, I'm sure you did. But if you didn't, please take my word for it. Show's writer than you. Not trying to rub it in your face. I didn't come up with it. Bosses did. But, just in case you're not sure, not very good football teams. But let's give Mike McCarthy a moment to just kind of, you know, back in, bask in the man awkwardness theme of the day. And the awkward sort of glow of what he saw as a, as a two-way accomplishment from, uh, from almost every single guy on that roster. Love the division win, the complimentary football that we played today. You know, it's, uh, it's always refreshing. You know, long week. And, um, you know, you come up here and, you know, you're in a hotel all day. And uh, But I, I just think our guys did a really good job executing the game plan, staying after it. And uh, But, yes, I mean, excellent win uh, on the road. But, you know, we, we, we have a lot of work to do. I mean, that's the kind of insight that Mike McCarthy brings to an organization. He was in a hotel a bunch. <laughs> I'm glad he shared that with me and with you. Coach, how'd you do it? Well, we were in a hotel and uh, got room service, club sandwich. Uh, what? Yeah, exactly. What are what are you talking about, man? It's a good win for the Cowboys. People like to overreact to the Dallas Cowboys. And they are a compelling football project, actually. I mean, they are. And so are the Giants. To me, the Giants are probably a bad football team that are going to overperform. And the Cowboys are a good football team that are going to underperform, right? Cowboys have a really good head coach. Or excuse me. Giants have a really good head coach. Cowboys don't. And they're going to meet somewhere probably in a very similar six or seven, maybe eight win range. Both of these teams, though, have some promising signs. Uh, The New York Giants are going to have to do a better job drafting and stocking that roster and finding a quarterback. But I think they're in pretty good hands with Brian Dable. I do. I think that's probably a a pretty – in fact, I I wasn't going to go this long because I told Tom I'd break a little early – but I always, I always break my clock promises really quickly because I like the guy's approach. I like the Giants head coach and just his vibe and what I think it reflects about building the right culture in New York. I think you just take it for what it's worth. Uh, we didn't do a good enough job, all of us, um, and you recognize that. You own it. You take responsibility for it, and you move on. Uh, you can't let these things linger just like you can't let a win linger. Um, you have to move on and, and get ready on the next opponent. I like it. I like him. I like the Giants a couple years from now. Not now. And I think that the Cowboys are going to be pretty interesting. I really do when um, when Sean Payton's their coach in a year. So so not now, ain't now. It's the Eagles now. Eagles, that's t- Monday Night Football. Giants are no longer undefeated. Cowboys win 23-16. They're both 2-1, and one, the illusion of excellence in that division. Real takeaway, Eagles are going to walk away with that division in the end. 855-212-4CBS. And that brings us to National Nickname Day. I think it's 17 nicknames we have for d And a nickname story. I'm going to lean into it. I have a nickname that I hate. And I'll tell that story. And then we'll give d a nickname he hates next year on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. All right, welcome back into the show. It is Ryder Than You here on CBS Sports Radio. We got Andrew Bogish. We got Thomas DeCelestino. And I've had this on my calendar for probably nine months. National Nickname Day. Let's do this. 
It's National Nickname Day. So to celebrate, let's remind Diesel of all the nicknames we have for him. Mm. Let's go. Hi, Bogey. Morning. Oh, hey, everybody. How are we? Hi, Tommy. Uh, good morning, Bill. Good morning, Bogish. We'll get into Kyrie and Durant in a second. So here's sort of what here's my my view of nicknames, and, I, and then we'll get Bogish's. Then we'll go through these nicknames and figure out which of these need to stay in the mix. Uh, when I got a job at Fox Sports One, and I was in a green room all the time with all these alpha athletes, they would exp- they would mansplain everything to. They would sports explain everything to me. You see, Bill, when a man loves a woman, like yeah, man, I got I got it. <laughs> and apparently, nicknames are such. That you're not allowed to choose it. You're not really supposed to like it. You just have to have it given to you. And I never had a nickname. And this um, this this group of dudes came up with Sweet Willie. So it's kind of faded, thank God, in general. But but on the old the old place, I used to go on the air. You guys know Ryan Field. He now does um, nights. Uh, what NBC New York is that? What he's who he's working for? A sports anchor? ABC. ABC. I'm sorry, Ryan. I should know that. And he would only refer to me as Sweet Willie. On live TV and, and the Siren or whatever it's called, the bottom, my name would say Sweet Willie if he was the, if a certain group of guys were in. So I, I get it, D Cell. You don't get to choose this stuff. You don't get to choose it. And he from Salam would take that nickname to a place I can't go on the radio. So, uh, Bogus, what about you? Do you have any like nicknames outside of here? Um, no, I mean, I've never liked being called Andy, which we discussed on the show before, right. but not nothing like Sweet Willie that I can think of. Maybe people call me things behind my back. That's really a question for D-Cell. But to my face, the only thing I've ever that's ever really bothered me was Andy. For whatever reason, I've never liked it. So what I thought we could do, we could go through these nicknames, whittle them down to five, and then later in the week, I'll power rank them. Okay. Do we like to just keep it going? And then what happens with number one? Number one becomes the actual nickname of our, our Thomas? I think we try it on, right? I think we take it for a spin, see how it fits, see if it's comfortable, you know, mix it in. Mm-hmm. D-Cell, you like this idea? You don't really get to choose, but I want you to have some feedback. Uh, no, I hate everything about this idea. Okay. I don't like it whatsoever, but please continue. All right. So, so Bogus, you tell me which of these. We'll go through them. D-Cell can, have his little, can make his case to the jury. We'll try to remember the, the origin, and then we can kind of figure out if it if it makes the cut to move on. Uh, I'm just going to go in the order I wrote, I wrote these down. Pretty Daddy. Pretty, based on the look on your face, Diesel, I think this one's got to move on. This is, what's the origin of this? Some song from the 50s? Yeah, this is from a 1950s song. I can't remember which one, but I think we got to that song based on me or Bogus saying a phrase and you questioning the origin because you believed that, that it made absolutely no sense. I think that song, those lyrics had that phrase in it and it also had Pretty Daddy in it and somehow we settled on Pretty Daddy as my nickname. Bogus, I will make this case. I have you. How many times, Diesel, have I closed the entire show with thanks to this person, thanks to An- An- Andrew Bogus, thanks to this guest, thank you, thanks to Pretty Daddy, and I just laugh. <laughs> Probably eleven. Yeah, I would take the over on that. Yeah. Do we like Pretty Daddy to, to move on? I mean, Bogus. I I think it has to, even though it doesn't make any sense. It's mm. a little creepy. I simultaneously want to only call him that or never call him that. So, but I think it's got to get in as a as a as an actual nominee. Uh, we have Tommy Algebra. Don't love it. Don't remember what that comes from. 
I'm terrible at math, so I don't okay. see how that one could advance. <laughs> but if you guys are into it, it's kind of chop block for me, Andrew. So I, I like the overall, the general construction of Tommy fill in the blank. But Tommy Algebra is not the best one of the bunch. Uh, next on the list is Oreo Cookie Crusader. I don't even know what we're talking about here. Where did this come from? Oh, this was a multiple day battle over like that. The only actual Oreo is the the, the Oreo. original Oreo. The other ones are not Oreos, even though they're sold by Oreo and say Oreo on them. Great tasting cookies, not Oreos. I don't want to give someone a nickname based on a terrible take. Right. Because the nickname should then be Dummy or something. We can't call him Dummy. I don't think you guys are remembering <laughs> everything about that take. There were plenty of no, people who agreed with stop me. Stop saying that we were missing the point or not remembering. It's so dumb, dude. It's we, such a bad... Right. It says cookie on the package. It's a cookie. It says Oreo on the yes, thing. Yes, it is a cookie. You are right. Uh, it is a cookie. It is it's not an, an Oreo. Oreo cookie. It's an... Uh, I think D-Cell, right? D-Cell is just a, has to move on, right? That's a the shortened name. Yeah. But he already has that. I feel like that's when we're trying to beat. Yeah, you don't like that one, huh? You made a face. All right, no, now we're going to get some... The face was that it included on the list, not its overall value. I mean, I can take it off. We'll circle back to it. I'm going to go back to the ones that I've highlighted here. Okay. Tommy Muscles. Yeah. Now, again, I don't know where Tommy Knuckles is on this list, but we had that as well. Tommy, <laughs> Tommy Knuckles. All right. And Tommy Let Knuckles me move Tommy Knuckles to up. We've got both. I think we have to choose one. Don't you think? I think Tommy Muscles or Tommy Knuckles, because D-Cell used to brag, if I remember this right, correct me if I'm wrong, Tom, used to brag about your massive physique, your workout machine, you told everybody how swole you were. Yes, I will correct you. I never bragged about it. I never brought it up. Never How do I know it. about it then? Somebody stumbled upon either a, either a Facebook picture or saw <laughs> saw a picture of me back in college when I had a bigger physique, and that's how you <laughs> found out about it. When you're all swole, my vote is Tommy Muscles between Tommy Muscles and Tommy Knuckles. I, I would agree with that. I think Tommy Muscles is the the better way to go. So let me let me let me context this one in advance, and I feel bad because I brought it up so much. Maybe I've killed this off, and I, that's my fault. But when when D Cell, when you first, when Tommy, pretty daddy over here, first started um, producing the show, he would send the you know producers send morning emails to their to their hosts, and every every email, every email, Andrew, he would send like a, a an analogy about true love in high school. You know, last night's Giants game simply shows that that believing not breaking up with your girlfriend Daniel Jones when you know things have been bad just because you have a nice little experience at the at the hometown fair is a mistake what and it would just be this and it would always get really like personal like there were clearly some some personal experiences mixed in yeah. that, this is true right Tom uh yeah I love love I don't know what to tell you I'm drawing on actual experiences they were very specific maybe they were therapy sessions for me uh yes every day every and day I could find some sort of a love analogy they were really good and I would just read them on the air and that might have been mistaken for me making fun of you I just found them hilarious but awesome we even came up with imaging for here's the name romcom Tom mm-hmm this is a good one. Okay, I'm gonna this, highlight it. Yeah, this is a, this is a keeper. Uh, I got two next that are kind of similar. 
this might veer toward the more mean-spirited. And again, I wrote these down over the course of the last year. We're only getting to the mean-spirited now? Yep. Yeah. Uh, Joy Vampire <laughs> is written down. And Mr. Positive. And let me just move up your wife's name. You're, now, I think that's an automatic finalist. Your wife nicknamed you Eeyore, and I wrote this in my file, and it auto-corrected to eyesore, which led to a real awkward interaction a few weeks ago on the air. I mean, 50-50. She could probably go either way with it. Uh, do you like... Well, let me ask you, uh, Tom, pretty daddy. How do you feel about Joy Vampire? I mean, it is accurate. It's not. It's definitely not a compliment, but it is accurate. I think Eeyore. I think Eeyore is more fitting for me. Bogus, do you have a <laughs> you, have, you got a vote here? I don't know. Joy Vampire is pretty remarkable. We're gonna we're gonna keep it. We're gonna keep it yeah. alive. The undead <laughs> name. Um, transition, Tommy. Just because you like transitions. I yeah. love a good transition. I usually don't have good transitions, but I try. But I think this is many ways you giving yourself a nickname because this is leaning into something you love. Sweet Willie with the guys, the sports dudes, was not complimentary, I don't believe. I, I th- The gleam in their eye when they said it. So I think you just would like this too much. So therefore it can't advance? <laughs> I think so. Isn't the rule that you have to sort of not like your nickname or it has to be based on some kind of heroics? Something like really amazing if it's going to be positive? And since I have no heroics, it's got to be a name that I don't like. Last one, again. It sounds a little mean. Buzzkill Tommy. (laughs) That's because it is a little mean. Yeah. But again, if the shoe fits. So this is like in the Joy Vampire category. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe one of them has to move on, not both of them, but... Buzzkill Tommy makes a little is at least more specific than Joy Vampire, although Joy Vampire is really good. So here's what I've got as finalists so far. I've got Pretty Daddy, which I am partial to. I've got D-Cell, Tommy Muscles, Rom-Com Tom, Eeyore from your wife, not Eyesore, and either Joy Vampire or Buzzkill Tommy. It's I think a, it's Joy Vampire, isn't it? It's a tough list. Give it to me one more time. All right. Pretty Daddy. Yeah. D-Cell. You know. Tommy Muscles. Okay. Rom-Com Tom. Yeah. Joy Vampire. And then via Mrs. D-Cell, Eeyore. See, I, I think D-Cell needs to come out because he already has okay. already okay. his nickname. So. I will say, yes, I had that nickname prior to working here a decade ago. I actually yeah. got that nickname back in Little League. Little League Baseball is where I got that. Really? Yeah, nobody could say my last name, which is very understandable. Uh, so the, you know, 10, 11-year-olds would call me D-Cell. What was the single best Little League game of your career? Ooh, not a no-hitter. I threw a one-hitter, though, in an all-star game. That's in yeah. an all-star game? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, you can evaluate that however you want. I was 11 or 12 years old, but yeah. As an all-time great memory. That's awesome, dude. Yeah. How about you, Bogey? What was your question? I'm stuck on one on best, a one-hitter. Best sort of like youth baseball game, not high school, youth baseball game of your career. I don't remember a whole game because I never pitched like that, but I did make a play in high school, if that so qualifies. Sure. Bases loaded, two outs playing one of our bigger rivals and I made a I was playing second base I made a diving like full extension parallel to the ground backhand 
rob of a line jump over the middle that would have at least brought in two runs. Ooh. And it was like the defensive play in the game. The next morning, it was in the announcements. Baseball won. Blah, blah, blah had this hit. Blah, blah, blah pitched like this. And Andrew Bogus made a run-saving, diving catch at second base. There you go. To your left, between you and the first baseman. No, going up the middle to my right. To your, Oh, got it. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. All right. I hit for the cycle once. That's mine. Nice. That was a cool moment. I yeah, never I even hit. came close to doing that. I, 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 I had six RBI. It was a great it was a great day. Baseball's the best, man, when it goes well. All right, so we got to put one more in. We need Tommy Algebra, Oreo Cookie Crusader, Tommy Knuckles, Mr. Positive, Transition Tommy, or Buzzkill Tommy. Or you come up with another one. Like, is there anything we're missing, Andrew? Is there anything we, we, we you know, I thought he was wearing a, a Kanye. I thought he was sort of doing a Kanye thing today. He's wearing a hoodie. I know, but I thought the little symbol was a Kanye symbol. I, I, I'm not cool enough to know. Uh, well, the problem is you're cool enough to know people who went to the Kanye school, so I think that's why you get a little confused by this. I came across a um, an article that was sort of a sort of investigative article into the school. It raised some concerns, and I didn't have the heart to send it to them. I don't know if that makes me a bad friend or not. Hmm. Hey, just want to share your bad life choices with you, potentially. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't have framed it that way. Would you have sent it? You can't. You can't send that. Can't send it. You can't send it. Also, the article, you know, sort of raises questions, but it doesn't have the answers. It presents concerns. Maybe they're going to be unfounded. All right, Uh, we need one more nickname, guys. Ooh, what about um? I don't know if you if you had this one on your list. Wasn't Tommy Moon uh, a nickname just because of my questioning the moon landing? Oh yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Like, definitely. I mean, what you talking about would be a good one, but it's a little, it's a little wordy. <laughs> oh, I just, <laughs> I just thought of one, but I can't don't, say it. No, say it. You gotta say it. D cell earmuffs. Uh, here, you actually get to not like me if I say this. What about Trey Dunce off of his Trey Lance oh, take? <laughs> wow, that's too good. Yeah. Oh, that's one of the. I mean. That makes me, that Ugh. makes me shudder with how unkind that is. I don't like myself right now, but it, I don't know, I liked it. I also like how proud of you you are. I can tell you're both unhappy with yourself and very proud of yourself. Very conflicted right now. <laughs> I'm not conflicted, I'm just proud of you. All right, Trey Dunce. <laughs> um, so I'll, I'll, I'll rank these later in the week there. Uh, I really like Pretty Daddy. Is that weird? I just think it's hilarious. A little bit, a little bit weird. What would be the the mechanism to try to get people in the building to call him this, Andrew? Like just like a, an email blast? Um, yeah. Would we have to CCHR on this email blast? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, fair question. Like, wow. is this too mean? Do people still call Ryan Hickey Trace, or is that faded? Oh no, I won't let that go away. I still call him Trace. Yeah, he does not love that necessarily. T-R-E-S, if you're out there. Uh, the Trace is in number three in Spanish. All right, well, happy National Nickname Day. Um, pretty Daddy, Tommy Muscles, Rom-Com Tom, Joy Vampire, Eeyore, Not Eyesore, Trey Dunce. Uh, thank you, question mark. Um, should we go by our nicknames today? I mean, should we spend the rest of the day? I'll be Sweet Willie. Andrew, do you have one? Um, you can Bogey? Call me. Call me. Uh, yeah, I guess. Bogues, Bogey. Oh, but if we're going to go Sweet Willie, then should we be Andy if I'm not going to like it? I mean, the problem is, like, I have an entire group of people in the world who 
who refer, actually refer to me as that, like actually right. call me that. So I, we don't have to go Andy because that would be Billy for me. And the only person who calls me Billy is my mother and Tim Bontemps when we used to have him on the show. What's wrong, Diesel? I don't know. That always makes me laugh because I'm true. pretty sure he knows that you don't want to be called that. I mean, I don't know the guy that well, but I think he is not aware. A, not according to him. Not yeah, hey, Billy. But he's also from the Northeast, so sometimes people just do that up there. They just get into those nicknames. Bogues, is that the best we have for you? Yeah, I guess so. I've got one, but I was you. You were offended by it, so I don't want to. You know, I don't want to. You gonna call me youth pastor again? I, I, well, let's not even go there. YP? Let's not. <laughs> I was gonna go. I was gonna go, Pastor Bogues, but we we don't. Pastor need to. Andy, <laughs> see how bad that sounds. It sounds terrible. Yeah, it does. I, it actually. I actually would like you have a new rule. You can't talk on the show. It would just be. <laughs> it would just be a new rule. All right. Let's uh. Let's do a. I think it's a a tricky NFL power rankings. Uh, Pretty Daddy and I are gonna get into it after we get a CBS Sports Radio update. From Bogues. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. All right, welcome back into the show. The Defensive Player of the Week is sponsored by the Navy Federal Credit Union, who proudly serves the Armed Forces, DOD veterans, and their families. Their members are the mission. Learn more at NavyFederal.org. Eagles defensive end Brandon Graham led the way on Sunday for Philly with two and a half sacks on Mr. Carson Wentz. Philly got nine total sacks in that 24-8 drubbing over Washington. The Defensive Player of the Week is sponsored by the Navy Federal Credit Union. Happy National Nickname Day. I was, I was just thinking about this in the break, Tom. I've got a nickname I've got on the tennis court, too, I just realized. that It's not like crazy insulting, but it's making fun of me. Most tennis players, right, there's three tennis balls in a tennis can. When you're serving, you need at least two balls. So you're going to need one in your hand to serve with and one in your pocket if you fall. So most people are like, oh, but I like to have three tennis balls. I want all three. And and I ask for them. Like, hey, can I have the third ball? If it's super the other side of the court, but if it's the other side of my court, I'll go get it. So now they call me three-ball three, three ball Billy. <laughs> <laughs> Which I don't think is a compliment. Everybody does. It's definitely not, but I yeah. really like that nickname. Sweet Willie and three-ball Billy. It's yeah. That's so good. Sometimes you have a let, right? Right, and I I want to be in rhythm, I, you know. Can we like? Is that only during tennis? Like, uh, do you see those people every time you play tennis? So there's a bar at the courts that I play at, right? There's like a little bar, and there's a restaurant. There's a little. I mean, L.A. Everything's outside, so we'll sit and we'll have some margaritas sometimes, or we'll chill. And yeah, I hang out with these dudes. We watch some soccer games together now. And yes, they yes, it is it is starting to seep outside of the tennis court. That's so good. Oh, you like three ball so Billy? So good. Yes. Yeah, you like that. All right. So maybe we'll maybe we'll power rank my two nicknames. Maybe <laughs> I'll give you my nicknames, and you can power rank my nicknames. I already know work? which one's number one. You like three ball Billy? <laughs> yes. I don't think it's a compliment either. Oh no, definitely not. Definitely making, not. It's just just like youth pastor. They're making youth pastor. <laughs> youth pastor Andy. All right. Should we? Uh, I thought we're three weeks in. We were getting some clarity on the NFL season. It's still not easy, I think. It's easy to make sense of the eight best teams, right? I don't think it's it's particularly easy to make sense of the, of the top five. So it brings us to, I think, a pretty interesting edition of this week's NFL Power Rankings. Some will rise. Others will fall. 
Let the ranking begin on Writer Than You's NFL Power Rankings. Number five. So I've got the Eagles here, and I know that there are there are people and there are places and there are rankings that have Philly all the way up to number one or number two. They're one of only a couple undefeated 3-0 and teams that remain. I recognize that. And we started the show talking about the only takeaway of any national meaning outside of Dallas or New York from Monday Night Football last night is that Philly, who did not play on Monday Night Football, are going to win the division going away. I'm a believer. I buy into them. I'm in. But the degree to which I think that excellence is going to transcend beyond that division, I think, remains to be seen. Beating Detroit, not a, a world-beater win. Just, it's not. Beating the Commanders, and they did it in dominating fashion. I get it. They, they crushed Carson Wentz and that team. And we just talked about this. That pass rush was awesome. That is a really good Eagles team and a really good Eagles defense. So like, But it's not, beating the Commanders is not a, oh my gosh, put it on the chalkboard, put it on the bulletin board win. You beat who you play, and they beat the Vikings in Week 2, which is a, fine. It's a good win. I mean, Vikings one of the teams atop their division, the NFC North. Like the Eagles, I think they're really good, but I'm, we're at the point, I think, Tommy, where it is got to start to factor in, loss or otherwise, the context of what you've actually seen. Number four. Which is why I've got the Packers here. I, I recognize and I understand that, that Packers haters or Packers doubters want to point to a couple facts, and they are facts, that one of those wins is against my Chicago Bears, who are a joke. I know the Bears are 2-1. and one. Don't let it fool you. They're like the Giants and the Cowboys, but worse. It's not It's not real. And I recognize that the Packers lost in pretty stark fashion week one, and of course that win against Tampa Bay was, was close, and it was, it was an ugly game. But this is what we see from Green Bay all the time, and the main thing that I need to conclude and know about the Green Bay Packers is two things to believe they're a top-five team in the National Football League, at least in the regular season. One, are they good to capable defensively? And the answer is absolutely, and you saw that against Tampa Bay. It actually is an interesting reality, and maybe we'll dive into this in a more thorough way this week. The Packers have built, got a criticism for not drafting receivers with, with top picks, and I think that's that's warranted to a degree, but they've built a really impressive defensive roster, largely to the draft and with some decision-making and free agency. So that's one. They're, they're really good defensively. And two, Aaron Rodgers looks like Aaron Rodgers. Whatever his receiving situation, whatever his drama, I don't care what their record says at 2-1. and one. They are a championship contender. Now, we'll get into this later in the year. We've seen Aaron Rodgers absolutely sputter out in, in big playoff games. That is a reality and a fact. His record in NFC Championship games is abysmal. But right now, today, in this moment, the Packers are, are an NFL force. Number three. I still have the Chiefs here. You can call me Homer. Call me what you want. It's not wrong. Yes, Kansas City against the Colts played with their food a little bit. There's no doubt. Yes, Andy Reid is a huge part of the reason they did not win that football game. Kick the field goal, bro. Or if you're going to go for it on 4th and 10, don't fake a field goal in the National Football League. Breaking news. The guys on special teams are fast and athletic. It ain't college. What are you doing? But mostly, I think it's just a really bad call, taunting call against Chris Jones. It's a comedy of errors for Kansas City. And I'm not taking anything away from Indianapolis. I'm not. But I don't think that loss says a lot about the Chiefs level. I think it says a whole lot about Andy Reid needing to get out of his own way. And maybe to a degree, Mahomes needs to just lock in. But the Chiefs are still one of the best teams in football. They just are. And I'm not going to overreact to a single anomalous loss. Number two. I mean, the Bills are here, and it's close, by the way. 
I know they lost over the weekend. I understand that's a disappointment. But they lost to a really good football team in a really close game. And that's one of those situations. That's one of those realities where, again, I'm not going to overreact. I'm just not. Buffalo has a top. Would you agree with this, Tom? Top three quarterback? I was just going to nonchalantly say top three quarterback in the NFL. That's a yeah? Absolutely, yeah. Mahomes, Josh Allen, and then I guess you start to debate whoever you want to put in that third spot. Maybe it's it's probably Aaron Rodgers, back-to-back MVP. You got a top three quarterback in Buffalo. You got a top defense. You've got real threat. Stefan Diggs, we've talked about a few years ago into Buffalo and just supercharged and elevated the attack offensively. They're really well coached. It's just an excellent football team. The only reason they're not number one. Number one. And this isn't just the Dolphins here because they're three and zero and because they, you know, they have they're coming off a nice little win. That is a, the question of that team was: Can Tua Tagovailoa be an effective quarterback? With the weapons that he has. In Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle, you have two of the of the fastest wide receiver threats in the National Football League. You've got somewhat of a running back by committee, and not an overwhelmingly talented running back there, but it doesn't matter. The offensive line is good. Tua's had time, and Tua has been what we expected, incredibly, incredibly accurate. And the thing that I think is really interesting for, for that football team. And to their credit, the money that they pay Tyreek Hill. I'm not sure the contract's going to work out in three years, but right now, he's so effective. And he might. it's interesting because he complained in the offseason about not getting enough targets from Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, and he's not getting as many as he might want with Miami. So for, for Tyreek Hill's own personal situation, I don't know to the degree he's happy. But the gravitational force that he commands and the way in which Jalen Waddell is in single coverage constantly creates not just an opportunity for excellence, but it gives Tua two targets and an offensive line. And with his accuracy and the way that it opens up the rest of the game, the, the Dolphins' offense is really good, and it's going to remain good. It's going to remain effective with what's a really great defense and in Mike McDaniels, uh, an excellent coach, to my surprise, to my absolute shock. The guy is also communicating to these dudes in an effective way. Don't sweat it. One moment at a time, let's go. The Dolphins are at this spot because they earned it. And don't be shocked if they're here for a big chunk of this season. Honorable mention. The Rams are so close for me. I'm, I'm actually not sure. But on, on pure principle, I think you're the defending Super Bowl champions. You're what one loss is to the Buffalo Bills in a game where you played a good first half and then you kind of petered out in the second half. I get that L.A. is still L.A. I just, at decent, I don't know like what you've seen from the Rams. They just don't look their 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 domination has the sheen of their excellence is a little faded to me compared to last year. They're getting results, but they're like Tampa Bay. They're just not quite as sharp. Yeah, is it weird to say I'm gonna go a little LA here? They don't have that same cachet as last year? I know yeah. we're only three weeks in and maybe they'll get that as we go on, but it just feels a little different. They they miss OBJ. I can't believe I'm saying that aloud, but they do, and they certainly miss Von Miller who's who's a Buffalo Bill. Here's your participation trophy. Chicago Bears! I, mean, I just got to get them in there. I mean, are they a good football team? No, they're not. Are they going to win seven games this year? No, they're not. Are they 2-1? and one? Yes, they are. Thank you for participating. I wish this was the schedule. I mean, not the Packers, but outside of the Packers, kind of dig the schedule so far. Better luck next time. All right, so I'm going to go to the Vikings here. Because you can make a case for Minnesota as well. They've got a really nice win in that win against the Packers. I just don't believe on any level 
and Kirk Cousins. I'm going to do something for the first time ever, Pretty Daddy. That's, that's, that's T-Cell. You push that button, and then you get to the next one. I want you to feel included here on National Nickname Day. At least you tried. Uh, I'm going to go with the New York Jets here. At least they tried. They kind of tried. Uh, another disaster against the Bengals this weekend at Coach Robert Salah saying he's keeping receipts. I, I hope he is. I, I hope he's keeping all these receipts of all these debacles that he ha- has had here. Um, it's just week after week. There seems to be no offensive plan. I get it. It's Joe Flacco. Zach Wilson is hurt. But there's got to be some way where you can put touchdowns on the board. It's just every week you know this defense has to win them games, and they're not good enough right now. Your New York Jets. Not just the Jets. Those are your Jets. Yeah, and much like your Bears, I have a love-hate relationship with them. You love those guys. And hate them. Maybe he's just keeping receipts in the sense that he knows he won't have a job in two years and is a tax write-off thing. Maybe we misread the situation. (laughs) Maybe he's one step ahead. I probably shouldn't have mentioned the Jags, too. I, I don't know what to make of that football team, but I do find them really interesting. I think they are must-watch every single week. I think the Dolphins are the right call. You win that game, I think you, you've earned that. Maybe the Eagles can quibble a little bit. Win some more games. We'll move you up. I know it's important, especially in Philly. I love the right of the new power rankings. Let's talk some college football with our good friend Houston Nutt. He joins us next here on CBS Sports Radio. <laughs> 